Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It seems like QR codes are all the rage once again. They're really popular at 2018, and now they're back with a vengeance. So don't worry, I have my own QR code right here. I'm going to get my phone. We're going to get the camera out, and we're going to scan it, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, that's right. It's me, the puppet version of Simon Miller. And because you did do that QR code, I just want to tell you that he is one hell of a corrupt son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Who's got a men in black flashy thingy? Otherwise, oh, hello. My name is Simon Watt Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And again, let's focus on what's important here. WWE did just have their Monday Night Raw show, but was it good or did it suck? Let's up those down. Do I like these newfangled rules? Because there was no talking, there was no setup. It was straight into the meat and bones, which was Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins for the US title. And wouldn't you believe it, when all was said and done, it was gonna tie into the rest of the show. There's also this really cool bit early on where Seth was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna do the curb stomp," but because Bobby Lashley's HP was still too high, he basically no sold it. Like Seth was trying to push his face, and Bob was like, "Nah, bro, it's not going to happen." And even though Bobby then did take Seth Rollins on the outside and throw him around for the while, do you know how Rollins got back into it? That's right. He sent Lashley into Rita the Ring Post shoulder first. <laughs> wrestling loves that spot, and I know this because I did it at my wrestling match at the weekend. I'm not even joking. Bobby was still able to use Power 9000 because he basically picked Seth up and threw him back into Rita. But then he was going for a superplex. Rollins stopped him and actually gave him the buckle ball. He also followed this up with a frog splash and even applied the crossface. Bobby Lashley kind of just threw him off. And I tell you this, WWE books Lashley so well. It then got really nuts because somehow Rollins was able to reverse a spear into a pedigree, but then Bobby was able to reverse a phoenix splash and a stomp into the hurt lock. But then somehow Seth turned that into most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, a surprise roll up. And if that hadn't been the finish. Hell yeah, I'd have been all right with it. I think there must have been a strong wind after this because the referee went down. And honestly, those guys are like paper. And before you could say testicle, Seth Rollins booted Bobby Lashley right in the dick. This is when Matt Riddle's music hit, which was always going to happen. And even though he came out all like, "Hey, bro, I'm just walking around here," you know the deal with pro wrestling. A wrestler cannot stay focused on their match if somebody comes to the ringside area. So he was distracted. He turned. Around Bobby Lashley hit him with the spear. One, two, three. 
But not only is Bob a really good US champion and basically propping up Raw right now, this just ticked all of the boxes. Let's get it up. This ending also worked because, of course, Rollins screwed over Riddle last week. And as we already hinted at, we are going to get more of this later. But I know it was a distraction finish once more. We are going to have to talk about it. Damage Control then turned up to the arena. And I was like, well, these guys are going to have to get fired because they're so late. I suspension them at the minimum. When we doubly confirmed that that's right at this year's Survivor Series, we are done with all the nonsense. And it is war game. Triple H also confirmed that we're not going to do Raw versus SmackDown anymore. And I was such a sad panther after this because we were this close, this close to having Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns. I also made that joke on Twitter. Some people thought I was being serious. So I want to be that guy, but certain individuals are really, really, really dumb. Turns out Bailey and her crew had arrived at this stage because clearly somebody had tipped them off about what time their segment was going to be. Because right out of this, out came damage control. They mostly wanted to celebrate their big tag team title win. And I was like, wait a minute, didn't that happen like two weeks ago? You can't get away with that. That's like that annoying friend you have that has a birthday in June and August comes along. They're still going, happy birthday to me. And you look at them like, man, why did I ever befriend you? We did get the whole shebang here, though, because there was fireworks and streamers and everybody was dancing around before Bailey got on the microphone and was all like, look, I know it's my hometown, but all your sports teams suck. Io Sky and Dakota Kai also went Wrestling 101 because they were all like, oh, man, we're in control and the division belongs to us. I never understand that. And what did you do? Buy it? They then started taking shots at Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair and Asuka. But when they were talking about Alexa Bliss, they said that she probably had a lobotomy. And do you know what that is? It's when you sever the nerves in the prefrontal cortex. I was thinking about this for a while. I don't think that's happened to Alexa Bliss. Surprise, surprise, this brought out our three good guys with Bianca Belair leading the charge. But once again, we were focusing on Alexa here because Bailey was all like, <laughs> look at this chump. You used to be a superstar and now you're nothing. Bliss was happy to clap back to this as well and say, well, maybe we should wrestle tonight. And yeah, that's going to be our main event. The Heels then ran away because they're big fans of AJ Styles' entrance music because they don't want none. And while this has become the basic template for damage control, at least they are pissing off the entire division. And at least it does feel like they're taking over. So it's certainly not bad, but I do think it needs to evolve a little bit. But I believe that's what we are teasing here. And hopefully Ding Dong Hello comes back soon. But I was entertained enough. And then <laughs> we got to the teasing. Because as we saw Austin Theory warming up really teeny tiny to the left side of him was a QR code and over the top it had the letters come with me. Now it's good they got that wording right because you make one mistake and it has a very different context. And if you did follow it, you got taken to the WWE website. You got one hell of a video that has the internet talking. Because it's basically showing you a game of hangman that's being played by a white rabbit asking the question, who killed the world? And after this buddy has jumped around for a while, we discover the answer is, you did. I don't know what I did, because I just went out to get a sandwich. But if you have been following the rumor mill recently, the song White Rabbit by Jefferson Aeroplane has been playing in loads of different events. And if this isn't teasing that Bray Wyatt is coming back to the company, I tell you, a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, are going to be super duper pissed off because when you do become Investigator Jim, all roads lead to Bray. Seriously though, what an awesome Easter egg this was. It was not massively big and you had to go out of your way to see it. And then when you jump into it, I have only basically 
touch the surface, because if I get onto all the depth here, this video would be around 77 hours. I mean, it ironically takes you down a rabbit hole, but again, I think that is the point. So, so clever, so smart, a great use of social media and the internet. So even though this was like a six second clip, I am absolutely giving it an up. I'm very excited deep down in my tum-tum. All of this was also setting up the fact we were about to do Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory, given everything that happened seven days ago. My word, do I love Kevin Owens. Austin was so angry, he attacked KO before the bell had been rung. But this was so good, because the referees were like, Kevin, Kevin, can you continue? He basically went, ha, of course I can. So there ain't no way this guy's a heel, he's a babyface. Turned out Kevin was right, because he started to kick Theory's ass, until Austin gave him a neck breaker off the apron to the outside. And I know that Kevin Owens has done crazier stuff than this in the past, but even though he gets older each and every year, that's how life works, he has still happened to take these risks on random episodes of Raw. Man is a hero. They were soon tussling on the top when Owens did miss this crazy moonsault, and I think Theory's controller must have man-functioned here, because he just went for neck breaker after neck breaker after neck breaker after neck breaker. And I thought about this, and I was like, well, no, wait a second. If you're trying to break somebody's neck, you would do a neck breaker. It did turn out that these distractions are going to keep coming, though. And I think if you bring SmackDown into the mix, we were up to about seven in a row. Because all of a sudden, Johnny Gargano teleported in, and he just had the briefcase, the money in the bank one, going, ha, 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 I own this now. And this sent Theory nuts. And I wanted to go, Austin, come here. Just because he holds it doesn't mean it belongs to him. You can still get your cash in. Maybe you should just ignore it. He didn't do that, though, because instead he totally forgot he was in a match. He got super kicked. He got cannonballed. He got hit with a pop-up powerbomb. One, two, three. And he lost. This was really fun, though, when Kevin Owens is just on a tear at the moment. That surely has to end with a shot against Roman Reigns. And I want him to win that championship, even though he won't. So I'm sad again. Gargano also dropped the briefcase onto Theory's body after this, so I do like how we've got like this three-way going, and it's going to evolve later. But given that we have two more matches on this night that end with the traction finish, and everything that happened on Friday, you do have to give it a doubt. Now, I don't actually get too mad at this, but after a while, you cross your arms and you think to yourself, you know what, it does feel a little bit like a crutch. Sometimes you can just have a winner and a loser, and you can use that to tie into the narrative. <laughs> Seamus Gunther, <laughs> excuse me, I must have something in my chest. So yeah, down. Damien Patrick then got involved in all of this too, because he found Riddle, and he was all like, why did you interfere in Seth Rollins' match earlier? And he confirmed that he shall keep doing this, and he shall keep hunting Seth down until he gets his rematch. He's basically weird Batman. He's also going to help Rey Mysterio get revenge against the Judgment Day later, and said that Damien Priest and Finn Balor look like the goth kids from South Park. Now, look, I really like South Park. It's one of my favorite shows. That was a lame laugh. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. What is far better, though, is that Butch is continuing his transition back into Pete Dunne. I mean, he came out here with Ridge Holland, and he basically is Pete Dunne, but we're calling him Butch. I mean, at one point, Ridge was on the microphone and even called him a bruiser. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What I do really like about this is that it's both subtle and right in your face. I mean, it's like somebody stroking your hair, and all of a sudden they go, bump! punch you in the jaw. The whole point is though is that they are the number one contenders so they will become the new champions on Smackdown which I don't believe is going to happen. When the Street Profits just walked out and said yeah look that's great you won an official match in an official capacity but I tell you who you haven't beaten us. Now surely anybody else could have gone yeah well that's alright but again it was in the contracts we don't have to worry about it. But instead they did have the match and the Brawling Brutes beat them. I couldn't help but laugh. I like Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, but man, did they look like geeks. This, once more, though, was just a super happy, fun match. And at one point, Pete Dunne, or Butch, whatever the hell we're calling him, and Holland were doing the beats of the Boldram, but they now do it like a double team maneuver. And Sheamus wasn't here on this evening, but it still worked. He also kicked the crap out of Montez Ford for a long time, which meant Angelo Dawkins did get the hot tag. As I've said time and time again, this man has got all the energy in the world. I mean, he was hitting clotheslines, he hit this spinning singer splash, he was throwing everybody around the place. And I understand I'm repeating myself, but stop going, uh, when the Street Brothers break off, Angelo Dawkins is in trouble. No, no, he's not. Throughout this, Butch made the blind tag and he booted Angelo right in the face. But after he applied the choke, Dawkins got back to his feet when Ford jumped in with the double blockbuster and then they dove on everybody on the outside. I tell you, it was more beautiful than the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Amazingly, 
Originally, this momentum was stopped when Butch did his old finger brake spot. That got rid of Ford, and this finish was so much better because it left Angelo Dawkins all alone. So he got hit with the power slam and just slammed right in the skull. And the brawling brutes pinned him, which left me thinking, well, if they can do that, maybe they can win the tag team titles again. They're not going to, but we're planting those seeds. It is getting up. Sarah Schreiber was then with Rey Mysterio, and he's still not happy because he believes he could have stopped Dominic from joining the Judgment Day. I was like, yeah, you could have done, Rey, but you didn't listen to your boy. He also casually dropped in there that Edge is going to be out for a while, and I can't believe how many times that has happened, to the point it does happen again. I'm going to have to start an Edge injury counter when he looked into the camera and he was like, Dominic, you are my son. I love you. Please come back home. I was like, this is what you did last time. It's not going to work. Middle then arrived to try and cheer up Ray, but I tell you, this made him a bad friend. Imagine in any other walk of life, like somebody's son had run off to join a gang and then your mate came around and was like, it doesn't matter. You'd be like, no, no, it does matter. Can you please come up with something else? Alpha Academy was also talking to Johnny Gargano after this, saying, oh, we're going to beat you up when Kevin Owens joined in. I was like, no, you're not. Me and John Boy are friends now, so why don't we have a tag team match next week? Gable was about to shush them before they did it instead. And look what we have here. We have Alpha Academy, we have Johnny Gargano, we have Kevin Owens, we have Austin Theory. So surely at some point, Tommaso Ciampa is going to be the third guy on the other side and everyone's going to lose their shit. The talking then continued and it did get a little bit too much because the Judgment Day came to the ring. Although never forget, their official name is The Judgment Day. So we have to say The The Judgment Day. Stupid. Rhea Ripley told us that they now run Monday Night Raw and I hope that somebody took her literally and starts sending in a CV. And I absolutely love that she has kind of become the de facto leader of these guys. I mean, she's just so damn good. She also mentioned that nobody can stop them now because they have Dominic Mysterio and Dominic is the man. And honestly, Finn Balor then said the same thing. Damien Priest backed him up. If all three of them started dancing around Dom going, you're the best, you're the best, you are absolutely the best, I would have bought it. Damo especially wanted to say that you will never have to stand in anybody's shadow again. Although he's so damn tall, I think everybody would have to. When Rhea said, your puppy will be proud. That was it, I was gone. Fair play to all involved with this too, because when Dominic got the microphone, he was booed out of the place and he couldn't even hide this on his face. You could see him smiling and I was like, good for you, boy, you've done it. He also said that the Judgment Day are his new family. So I suppose his new name is Dominic the Judgment Day. Sounds Italian. And of course, that's when they got interrupted by Matt Riddle. But this did make sense because it was time for a tag team match. Oh, Riddle and Rey Mysterio taking on Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And you don't need this bald guy to tell you. Very good. Mysterio got murked for ages, and that does tend to be his job these days, especially when Damien Priest just slammed him right onto the ring apron. And I went to check this, read some newspapers, the hardest part of the ring. There was so much nonsense here because Rhea Ripley was just using all her MP to cast distraction, cast distraction. But I do like it when Rhea does it because, again, she's such a badass. And even though Riddle was able to run wild for a while, he even hit the bro to sleep, he tagged back in Ray. I'm like, is that a good idea? That guy got beaten up for a while. It did look like he'd recovered enough because he was about to hit the 619 on Finn Balor when Damien Priest saved him. But then Riddle came off the ropes. He took out Damien, which is when, you guessed it, Rey Mysterio hit the 619. During all of this, Rhea Ripley started distracting the referee, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Seth Rollins ran down because he wanted a piece of Riddle when Rey Mysterio got a chair and chased him away like he was some kind of snake. I mean, that really did feel a bit like Tom and Jerry when finally Dominic and 
Ray came face to face, and Domi was all like, hit me, hit me, strike me down. And now it's become Star Wars. Mysterio wouldn't do it, so of course when he got back in the ring, he got hit with the choke slam, he got hit with the coup de gras, and he got beaten for the one, two, three. We don't need to go into the interference, because again, we've already downed it. But otherwise, I just love that Judgment Day have become this mega dega absolute group. And also, Finn Balor is just so good as a heel. He has this ship-eating grin that makes you go, damn it, man. Love it. Also, when you do watch this, the promo part, make sure you listen out for Damien Priest's laugh, because there's no two ways about it. He has inherited Ted DiBiase's million-dollar man chuckle. I mean, it sounded just like it. Then continued these cool cutaways because we zoomed to the back and who was going at it in a pull-apart brawl? It was Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle because they really, really don't like each other. Even after they separated, they kept going, raw, raw. And this is when Riddle challenged Seth Rollins to a match at Extreme Rules. Seth Rollins said yes, and you bet your ass. It's going to be a fight pit match. Now, obviously, we did a few of these down in NXT, but I don't think we've done one on the main roster for about 25 years. But this is exactly what you should be doing with that pay-per-view premium live event. Just come up with a bunch of different stipulations and makes them happen. doesn't all have to be no DQ match, no count-out match. Think outside the box. I do have to call out Jimmy Smith here, though, because when we went back to the commentators, he was all, oh, I don't think that's a very good idea, because Matt Riddle used to be an actual fighter, or a pro fighter, or he used to fight. I was like, I know what you're saying. He used to be in MMA. But in the world of wrestling, Seth Rollins is also a fighter. That is quite literally his job. I mean, he may as well have looked in the camera and gone, ha ha, wrestling is fake. Around this point, too, I was wondering, where the hell is The Miz? Surely we need an update with him. Out came the Miz. It was Miz TV because it always has to be Miz TV. I mean, why would you even do Miz TV when you were being stalked? But hey, how it was Miz TV. He was here with Tommaso Ciampa, and amazingly, he was like, right, Dexter Loomis, you're ruining my life, so why don't you come out here right now? Nobody turned up, so these guys started to lose it. But if they had actually used their eyes, they would have seen a knife cutting the ring canvas because Dexter was under there, and that's right. He popped his head out like he was part of whack-a-mole. And that was one of the weirdest things I've ever said out loud in my entire life. And this was like some kind of B-horror movie. And he grabbed Mrs. Leg and tried to take him down to hell. Tommaso chomped him by hitting him on the head with the microphone. And the whole time I was like, I don't know if WWE is meant to think we're going to take this seriously. Or it's meant to be goofy. Because it is absolutely the last. It also then became super comedy because Loomis popped back up again. Like he did think a massive hammer was going to smack him on the head. And Miz and Champa were so scared, they ran away. I mean, this is so dumb and so silly, it wouldn't even scare a cat. But do I like it? You bet your ass that I do. I was worried when Triple H took over, we wouldn't get shenanigans like this. And now instead we're getting shenanigans up the 2-9. I totally understand if you don't like it. And I have no idea where it's going to go. Because Dexter Loomis commits actual crimes every single week and nobody arrests him. I'm giving it up. It was then back to the interviews after this because Kevin Patrick was talking to the Judgment Day. And after Dominic had pretended they felt bad for his dad, they all stopped when they saw AJ Styles who's dressed a little bit like a bank manager. I swear WWE must have been reading my brain, because around this time I was going, where the hell is AJ? And he was really pissed off to see Finn Balak. He's like, oh, I see you with your new friends. Do you remember when you screwed me over? I bet you don't. Now, Finn tried to act like that he would always have Styles' back, even though he left him to join a cult. And while at one point it looked like they were going to get into some fisticuffs, Balor then laughed it off. He gave AJ a hug when he scarpered. So one of two things is going to happen. 
AJ Styles is going to join Judgment Day. I don't want that to happen. Or two, they are finally going to get to the Finn Balor AJ Styles food and do it properly. And that's the one that I would like to go down. I have been waiting about that for ages. It was then our main event. And once again, if you could just turn your attention to that number over there, where we have the one and only down for this Raw, it also ties into this. Because once again, it ended with interference distraction finished. So we have just gone a little bit crazy with this. And of course, it was Bailey with all of her crew, along with Alexa Bliss with her crew. And before all of it, I thought it was a good match. It told a good story. But now we've fallen back into that pattern where I sit there. I go, well, clearly something's going to happen. And it happens, and I feel just a little bit disappointed. There was also an extra story here, which was basically Alexa Bliss sucks now, and she used to be better in the past. And that's a little bit eyebrow-raising, because unless she's going to win the title soon, I don't think she's going to, why are we doing this? Although with that said, there was some more teasing here, so maybe I'm wrong. And what I mean by that is that there was a load of odd things happening during this, including at one point the lights going off and then going back on again. Now, no one made reference to this, and it was kind of played off like it was an accident, but remember the QR code, remember Bray Wyatt, remember his relationship with Alexa Bliss, Take that and put it in a little package and put it in your pocket. I think it's coming. Bailey's plan was to try and take out Bliss's leg though, so Alexa realized that and then jumped off Al in the announce table to try and cause some carnage. When they got back in the ring, where both people were going for the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, because they're experienced grapplers and they know the deal. Well, this time it didn't work. We made it clear that the Bailey to Bailey is definitely no longer Bailey's finish because she hit this and it didn't end the thing. And then Alexa came back with a code red when Bales ran at Alexa, tripped her up, pinned her, but put her feet on the ropes. This is when Bianca Belair was like, nah, that ain't happening. She pushed them off. And of course, because she had done that, all hell broke loose and everybody started fighting. As the ref was distracted, though, when Bliss climbed to the top rope, EO Sky gave her a push right into the rose plant. Bailey hit it. One, two, three. And we were done. It also means the damn interference counter is coming back on Friday. That's right, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And afterwards, damage control beat up everyone. And they stood over Bianca Belair with Bailey saying, Hi, Bianca, I want to fight you at Extreme Rules. So we should come up with another silly stipulation for that one. And once again, all of this does feel like it needs something extra. But I really do like damage control as a group because they said they were here to cause carnage. My word, they have gone and pissed every single person off getting it up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Raw, and I thought this was excellent just because it left me going, what does that mean? What does this mean? I better tune in next week. Don't forget that QR code says that something's happening on Friday, so keep an eye on that. It is getting it up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.